Oh, come on, let's make some noise up in here. How you doing? How y'all doing, huh? You doing good? Man, I'm so glad you guys are here. I tell you what, I tried to stand outside and greet some people this morning. It's too hot, man. It's like, no way, I'm coming back inside. Um, hey, my name's Craig. I'm the pastor here, and uh, so if this is your first time here, that's who I is. Um, thanks for coming. Glad you're here. Uh, before I get rolling into the, into the message series, let me, let me say this. Um, did you guys notice that school started last week, huh? How many are grateful for school starting? Yeah, the rest of you must be teachers or faculty, I guess, um, you know, however that works. Um, but with, with school starting, here's the deal. Um, so if you, I'm getting ready to talk to parents for a second. So if you have a child from the ages of loaf of bread, okay, that's what I call the ones that do nothing but eat, sleep, and pee, poop, that, those are loaves of bread, um, or all the way up to an 18-year-old senior in high school, listen, listen to me for a second. We want to do our best to help you pastor your kids and parent your kids, okay? And so I put those together because if you're their parent, you're their pastor, right? I mean, that's, that's your role. Um, you say, that's your job. I'm going to do my best. But here's the deal. We want to put resources in your hands. So just real quick, um, write this down. There's an app that we want you to get um, that will help you out, okay? It's called Parent Q, C-U-E, Parent Q. You download that app. It's on iPhone. It's on Android. It's completely free. You put your kid in there. You select your church, which is South Point Church. If you didn't know that, this is South Point Church. Select your church. And then it's going to tell you every single grade all the way up what they're learning today in Kids Point, all right? What they're learning, the students, um, the student ministry on Wednesday nights, what we're teaching, what we're learning. And the, the whole idea is that we're all together on this, so you're having the same conversations with your kids at home that we're having in this environment. How many think that that's helpful? Um, I, put my, uh, I put my kids in there. My kids are in, in, they're all, well, college and high school, but I put my high schoolers in there. And I love it because, like, for the high schoolers, and it's different for every age, but for the high schoolers, it gives you, okay, at mealtime, here's a, here's a conversation starter. Try this. And it just gives you things. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with a teenager nowadays? It's harder than one might think, right? So it's just a helpful thing. So download that app. Again, it's called Parent. Q, C-U-E, and all you have to remember is your child's name and date of birth, and then you have to remember your church, <laughs> South Point Church. Okay, so do that, and I guarantee it will help you all get on the same page, because we, we all want the same thing. We want our kids to be amazing, don't we? We want the best for them. I, my, my goal in life is for my ceiling, however high I climb in life, my ceiling to be my kid's floor, right? We want, anybody else want that? You know, however, whatever I achieve, whatever I do, I want my kids to start from there, and so I think this is just a great resource to do that. Okay, today we do the second episode of Salty. If it's your first time at South Point, we teach and preach in message series. So we take a topic and we look at that topic for about a month, give or take. We tear, tear it down, look at it, and, and help us learn. Um, today I hope we're going to learn something. Today's a, today's a fun one, but we're looking at salt not because um, we want to get back to the periodic table, not because we want to go back to science class, God forbid that happen, um, nor do we want to get on a cooking show or anything like that. We're looking at salt because Jesus actually told us to be salty. He said I, you have to have the qualities of salt. In fact, check it out, Mark chapter 9. Here's our, this is our theme verse for this series. Mark 9, 50, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and yes, we'll read this every week that we're talking about this. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You, you what? You must. You did so much better than first service. First service, I made them do it again. Good job. All right, you 
must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Now, if, if Jesus is telling us this, this is something we have to have, Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to get through life, if you want to be successful, if you want to make a difference in your job, in your workplace, in your community, then you got to have the qualities of salt. And so we've been looking at what those qualities are. And last week, if you remember, if you were here, if you weren't, I'll tell you. Um, and I think this is actually the primary one that the Jewish culture would have come to their mind first because they did it all the time. And that was putting salt on the sacrifices that they brought into the temple. You can go back and listen to it, um, bring in a verse from Leviticus. Anyway, and so it was symbolic. The Lord told us that it was symbolic of remembering the promises of God. What God has promised you, don't forget it. Don't let go of it. Do it, right? Okay, so today we're going to look at something a little bit different because um, the main thing with salt, as all of you know, we use salt every single day, don't we? We use it on our food. Um, some of you, like growing up in Michigan, um, I think they needed a little more salt up there. Not salty words, but salt. I come to the south and food tastes amazing, y'all. Food here is like the ball. People are like, did you really leave the north to, to come to the south? Yeah, have you tasted the food here? I mean, come on, salt and bacon grease. Anybody loving life? Man, it's good, it's, it's good. If you don't like it, deep fry it or wrap it in bacon. Or wrap it in bacon and then deep fry it. Woo-hoo-hoo! Anyway, if you don't salt something enough, it just doesn't taste good. It, but then the other side is true too, right? If you salt it too much, then it's like blah, blah, blah. When I, was in, when I was in seventh grade, um, they, I don't think they have this class anymore because I'm old, um, but in seventh grade they had this class. It was for one semester, and so the first three weeks, you know, nine weeks, the first three weeks, or whatever, the first part of it was cooking, the second part of it was sewing, and then the third part of it was woodshop. I don't know how woodshop got in there, but whatever. So my first thing in home ec class, in the cooking class, was the assignment was we had to make muffins. And so we had a team, and all the ingredients were on a table, and we're all over there, and the teacher says, okay, here's your recipe, whatever. Somebody needs to get the ingredients. Everybody's got to be involved, and then I'll taste one at the end and give you a grade on your muffins. It's like, sweet. So since we're all here, and she's getting ready to say, okay, go. I'm a dude. That means it's a race, right? It's a competition from the first thing. So I, I'm, my job is to get the ingredients. So I run full woo, to the other side of the room, and I get the ingredients, and there's no time to waste in reading labels. Totally unnecessary. So I just look at the ingredients, and I'm like, I'm brilliant. I know what this stuff is without having to read the label. So I get a cup of sugar. I get a teaspoon of salt. I get all the other ingredients. I run back to the thing. We make the muffins. And, and you know how you taste the batter? Everybody tastes the batter. Okay, so we taste the batter. I go, oh, man, it's going to be good. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I had put a cup of salt and a teaspoon of sugar. And all my, all my teammates were like, they're all scared. They're like, we're going to fail. We're going to fail. I'm like, y'all relax. This is going to be hilarious, okay? And so we had to make enough muffins. We were already told for each of us to eat one, which that ain't going to happen. We're going to throw those away. And, and our teacher was going to taste one to grade us. This is awesome. So we make the muffins. And, of course, if you're a baker, you know that they only rose, you know, like, like, like they were flat as a flitter. I don't know what a flitter is, but they're about that flat. Anyway, so they come out, and, my, and the, all my teammates are like, I'm not taking one of the teacher. I'm like, oh, I, I'm a, it's on. It's on. So I take the muffin up there and just, you know, like an offering, just like, oh. And she's sitting there in front of the class, which is just hilarious. And she's tasting everybody's. And I purposefully made ours a little bit later in the line so she gets that, that good, sweet taste in her mouth, you know. And she's tasting. She's like, 
okay, that's, that's good. It's a good moist muffin. There you go. And this thing, okay, oh, that's good. You could try this or you could do this. You know, she gives a little, uh, you guys get an A, you get an A. And then she tastes ours. She takes it. She goes, <laughs> what is this? And I was like, that's our muffin. I'm just proud. And she says, is this a joke, Mr. Wendell? Is this funny to you? I said, it didn't start out that way, but this is hilarious. Right? I failed that class. Okay, so salt and sugar. Actually, you know, sugar is not in the Bible anywhere. I don't know if you knew that. I don't even know if you care. But sugar is not in the Bible, but salt is in the Bible over 30 times. And so one of the things with salt is seasoning. And we need to season our community, our world, and we need to season ourselves. Watch this. Um, look at Colossians 4.6. This is an area that we need to season ourselves and what we're going to talk about today. Colossians 4.6. Let your conversation... Let me just pause here. Let, your, let, let the words that come out of your mouth... And, of course, conversation is nowadays is not just the words that come out of your mouth. Let, let the words that you type on the screen... By the way, before I go any further, let me just say this. Today's going to be tough. You might want to pull your, pull your toes in. In fact, you might want to leave. I'm just giving you that option right now, okay? So let me, before I even dive into this, how many are glad you're in church today? Yeah? All right, remember that answer. In like five minutes, remember that answer. Okay, let your conversation, let every, understand conversation, let everything that you use to communicate with other people, right? Because now we've got Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all these things. Let your communication, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, words, we, we say our, our words, people say, study, you know, the average person speaks between 15,000 and 16,000 words a day. And some of you guys are like, Bro, that ain't nothing. My wife can double that before lunch. Right? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody raising their hand. Okay. No matter, no matter how many words you speak, okay, in gusts up to 120 miles an hour, whatever. No, no matter what you speak, how many know that's a lot of words, and they all are supposed to be seasoned with salt? And let me say this. The words are supposed to be seasoned with salt before they come out of our mouth. Before we respond to the email. They're supposed to be seasoned with salt before we hit the comment and, and oh, well, they said this. Okay? Before. Now, check out this verse. Jesus said this. This is just going to give us an idea of where we're going today. Matthew chapter 12. Still in this line of conversation and being salty and salting our speech. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Okay, just pause right there. That's common sense, isn't it? I mean, an apple tree is going to grow. Some of you got that answer. The rest of you, Horn Lake. Okay, so um, <laughs> it, that's just, it's just common sense, right? Whatever the tree is, that's the kind of fruit that's going to grow on it. All right, so... So, but then Jesus goes on, and this is where we need to really pay attention. Because he switches, he switches. Um, the good tree, good fruit, bad tree, bad fruit. For the mouth speaks, it converses, it talks, it uses words. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. 
A good man brings good things out of his good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, inside of every single one of us, nobody gets a pass on this. Inside every single one of us is a tree or trees or a forest of trees. And, and they, they wrap their roots deep. They sink their roots deep into our heart. They wrap their roots around our soul, our attitudes, our intentions, our emotions. And, and then those trees grow over time and those trees produce fruit. And that fruit is what comes out of our mouth that other people partake of. Okay, this is where it gets difficult. Okay, so whatever fruit is coming out of your mouth only shows what root is in your heart. It's going to be a tough day. Okay, whatever you comment on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter shows and reveals what root is in your heart. Okay, now, let me say this. If you got saved last week, like last week you were like, Lord Jesus, I just asked you to come in my heart, and you just made me brand new. I want to be a new creation in you. Okay, cool. That's great. All right, so you give your heart to Jesus. Good job. All right? And that means you, you've changed. However, this week, <laughs> you still cussed out your neighbor. You flipped <laughs> off everybody on 240. Come on, anybody, anybody, you involved yourself in gossip and God knows what came out of your mouth directed at your spouse. Anybody in the room, this man be preaching the truth, right? Okay, so here's the deal. If you just got saved last week, it's okay. Deep breath, deep breath. Because just like Jesus said, it's a tree. Trees take time. And even after a tree plants roots and gets established and grows, it still takes more time for fruit to be bearing on that tree, right? And here's one of the problems. Sometimes we'll get judgmental and we'll comment and tear people down because they got saved but what's coming out of their mouth doesn't match. And so then we want to cut down that tree and say, you're not this and you don't measure up to that. And the truth of the matter is, as Christians, you're just not patient enough with the Holy Spirit working in their life. It's better preaching than you think it is. It really is, okay? So, but here's the deal. Now, if... If you've been saved for 20 years, hmm, then there should be, yeah, I'm slowing down. I'm, he forgot. He's having a stroke. Somebody help him. Nope. Um, if you've been saved 20 years, there should be good fruit coming out of your mouth. You should be able to. Look at the comment string on social media, and if somebody says they've been saved this many years, I know, this is harsh, this many years, you think to yourself, huh, does the fruit match the root of the tree? So what I thought I would do today in this fun, exciting environment is to give us some, some sweet words and some salty words. The salty words are truth. This is really how words are. And then the sweet is the lie. It's just not true. So are you ready to learn? Because this whole thing, everything I've talked about,